And welcome everyone to FH Uniquely, where we highlight the scholarly, religious, athletic, and creative work of Fried Hardeman students, staff, and faculty. This podcast is operated by the students of FHU's chapter of Sigma Tau Delta, the International English Honor Society. I'm your host, Professor Derek Spradlin of the Literature Department, and along with me today is Jenna Lynn Krulich, a 2010 FHU graduate who majored in art and education and who has an art show beginning today, uh, Thursday, October 4th, 2018, in the Bulliner Clayton Art Building, which is where she and I are sitting right now, surrounded by some of her beautiful paintings. Uh, gentlemen, thank you for being here today. And you graduated several years back. Why don't you go ahead and uh, get us up to date about uh, where, where you've, what you've been up to since your time at Freed and how you came to have an art show here today. Sure. Uh, thanks for having me here. I did ministry in Mobile, Alabama, which I got connected with um, from a Freed Hardeman spring break mission trip. So when I graduated, I moved to Mobile to continue uh, working in ministry there. I did some artwork and had some shows uh, at that time, and I taught middle school art. And then I went back uh, to get my MFA degree in painting, which led me back to Tennessee, to Memphis, and I graduated in May. All right. Well, thank you. Very good. Um, okay. So we are recording an audio podcast here about a visual art show. Uh, so I don't have the right vocabulary to use. I can say that it's striking and it's beautiful and people should see it. But why don't you describe uh, for our listeners uh, the paintings that are on display here? All right. Uh, all the paintings are oil paintings. They're uh, relatively sized to the same, about medium sized and um, they all feature kind of densely packed stacks of animals um, and different kinds of flora and fauna that are arranged in a totemic like uh, composition and they all include birds they're kind of fused between a abstract and realistic forms um, and yeah all right and that, that was much better than I would have <laughs> would have been able to put a totemic stacking of animals densely packed. That is, that's accurate. Very, very colorful too. Uh, very colorful. Um, all right. The title of your exhibit is Together Life. Uh, explain for us uh, what, uh, what you want viewers uh, to experience when they see your work here. Sure. Uh, Together Life comes from a Greek term symbiosis, which is common in science classes, uh, it just means a close relationship between or among species, and there can be uh, some symbiotic relationships of benefit or harm. Most of the ones I've highlighted are mutualisms, so there's some kind of interconnection between species that are leading to both species benefiting, and that kind of to me is an apt metaphor for how we interact with the earth. Um, as Christians and in an ideal sense, caring for it and being part of it. Okay, okay. So the interaction of the the animals in the painting is that is that a lot right? of is, the, that, is that right? Is yeah, that a lot of the themes have to do with balance. Um, so even as a totem, um, it's commonly used in a derisive way, like the lowest man on the totem pole. But in fact, in uh, indigenous cultures, the lowest form, there was either no hierarchy in the totem pole or the lowest form was the supporting kind of structural element that was given the most prominence in their cultural thought patterns. So when I look here, I've used a lot of um, camouflage patterns. And to me, there's a war within ourselves and within society against 
our place in nature and how we approach the natural world. Okay, so how'd you come up with this theme? Um, is, is this something you've been working on, studying for a while, I mean this idea, or was this something that uh, kind of struck you out of the blue, or what? I've always been interested in birds. It's something that I ha highlighted in my work when I was an undergraduate student at Freed. I think um, I've become increasingly interested in the scientific application, so reading more scientific journals and finding things that are more in-depth and um, letting those interactions speak for themselves and be the metaphor that can be applied, I, I guess, in a more personal way with the viewer instead of trying to predetermine the meaning that I want. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to like tease out the metaphors and things and the the images too much. I don't want to talk them to death because they they're very suggestive to look at them. Um, and so, I mean, I, I I don't know if that's if that's something that isn't you would go for also, but you know, the the interpretation you know just of looking at these. Um, and, and kind of my own mind trying to make connections between the different animals and the, the colors and things in it. Yeah. Uh, Each one starts as a specific story. So the one directly behind you is um, kind of a, a abstracted scales with uh, large birds perched on them and the birds are balanced. And the one on the left is the national bird of um, Israel. And then the one on the right is the national bird of Palestine. So they're on this kind of um, balance scale and thinking back to how birds have been represented throughout history and art history. Um, Ma used to be the, or was the Egyptian um, goddess of truth and she weighed your heart against um, the feather, feather of truth and judgment. So I took both those birds and um, obviously representing, you know, trying to find balance there and kind of how birds will transcend mankind's artificially imposed boundaries and can be, I guess, a spiritual idea to us. Mm -hmm. That's great. That's, it's, it's wonderful. So what, what is your creative process like? How do you take us through the steps, uh, the steps that you go through to uh, get to this point where we're looking at your work on the wall? I feel like I identify myself mostly as a teacher. So I, I look at um, the process of being an artist first as one of a learner. So I, I love to learn and dive into all these specific interactions and interdependencies. And then when I feel like I have an overflow of information, um, I'll make somewhat of a, of a loose plan using um, like a digital collage. So I'll copy and paste different things and change it around, but um, basically go from there, starting with the idea first and then letting it emerge as it goes. Mm -hmm. So how long, I mean, any of these before, or how long does it take when you start start to put those images together, to copy and paste them, uh, and, or how many, I guess how many different, we call them rough drafts, right, in literature, how many, how many drafts, how many, how many paintings do you go through before you kind of get it right? Uh, that's still kind of up in the air. I, I feel like grad school is a crucible for <laughs> in many different ways and I was able to have a lot of ideas and kind of put them out there. So I'd like to revisit a lot of them. Mm -hmm. um, the nine or ten images in the room with us 
are all um, things that I completed within a semester, maybe some from two semesters. Um, so I work in kind of a frenzied type way. <laughs> and um, there is a kind of immediacy or urgency to the themes that I'm dealing with. But I would like to go back and um, take things a little more slowly and be more deliberate in the arrangements of some of them. Have you gone back to revisit any of your work from when you were a student here at Freed that you did? <laughs> that work was really kind of to me highlights what my ambition as an artist is, which is being community engaged. And I had an interactive exhibit with um, some of the kids I had worked with in the ministry I was involved in. And that to me still is kind of my proudest moment mm -hmm. as an artist and something I'd like to go back to. So maybe taking some of the, the themes and um, things I'm passionate about now and sharing it with people and also collaborating and even co-creating more. Okay. So what artists inspire you? Is there any, any, anyone in particular that, you know, from your days in college or before or graduate school, any, any kind of methods or anything that you, you try to emulate? Vic, Vic Muniz is uh, from Brazil. He's one of my favorite artists and he does community engaged, uh, large scale, Works. He has a documentary called Wasteland where he returned to Brazil and worked in one of the largest landfills there. Um, so that kind of approach to art it really resonates with me. And um, Tiffany Bozik and Kevin Peterson, Martin Whitfoot, those are all artists who are in contemporary art scene dealing with similar natural mm -hmm. ecological themes. Okay. When did you know that you wanted to be an artist? When did that? When did it hit you, or or just wanted to major in art in college? When when did you know these things? I think even being an artist, the definition keeps changing for me. Um, Madeline Lengel is one of my favorite authors, and she talks about when the work comes to you that the duty of an artist is to serve the work, and that they're in literature or in art that there's. Um, really what matters is the lake and that everyone is a little either a little trickle or a great river feeding the lake but that the lake is what is important for the work so I think even the idea of um, me being an artist is more of a communal <laughs> approach to it so mm -hmm. I, I think it's still changing and I'll be interested to see what I think post-grad school <laughs> so what what art class here at Freed or perhaps what art class uh, during graduate school, or maybe even what what teaching style uh, kind of had a, a particularly you know profound uh, effect on you as an artist. I really enjoyed my time at Freed. I feel like I was given the right balance of um, freedom and challenge, and I think I was also I, I knew that my professors believed in me and saw potential that they wanted to nurture and that to me um, really kind of was fuel and still is fuel for what I'm making and what I'm doing. So I just, I had a really positive experience at, at Freed and I think keeping open to what art can be and um, both Laquita and Brian taught me that just with exposing different ideas and also embracing um, people for where they're at and challenging them. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, let's change gears just a little bit. So, 
Arts and Humanities programs uh, seem to struggle for funding and attention uh, across the country at every different level from you know elementary school up to college. Um, so what do you think, uh, in your opinion, what role should art play or what role can art play in a, in a typical university student's education or you know, in, a, in a grade school curriculum? What, what role do you, in your ideal world, what role does art play? Ooh, what a good question. I think that could be like another 30-minute <laughs> discussion. Uh, I do, as a teacher, I do feel regretfully that things have been compartmentalized in education. So now art is viewed as a subject matter or, or as a subject instead of kind of an undergirding part of being human. Um, as a Christian, I, I feel like kind of confirming the divine creativity which resides in all of us is something crucial to our existence. Um, so I think the more classes, the better. Um, the more integrated art can be, um, the better and the more integrated kind of all ideas. And that's what a liberal arts education or, you know, a, a really quality university education does for you, I think. So how do we how do we do a better job integrating the arts uh, into like you say we're we're very compartmentalized and we are, um, but it's hard not to be. How do we how do we go about when you're in charge of the world? What does Ooh. what do the, <laughs> I'm what, ready? Yeah. What, Pass what, me the what, keys. What do these you know curriculums look like uh, when you write them so that we actually are kind of integrated and people on campus in different departments are talking to each other and uh, working together and their subjects are working together so that students, you know, have this, you know, more integrated kind of experience uh, during their time here uh, or that's anywhere. That's a good question, yes. I think the definition of, of what art is, so even the theater productions that happen at Freed and um, I think educating our, ourselves and it sounds cliche, but being lifelong learners mm -hmm. and even seeing connections from books and, you know, all these people, the, the humanity within education is that, you know, people were people, were people. they were living their lives, they were motivated by others around them. And um, I think highlighting that story, that's what kind of the kernel of art does. Um, and I think, again, a Christian education, that might be one of the biggest uh, highlights of having a Christian education is really emphasizing that humanity. Um, so I think just learning more, seeing and not making walls of division as much between high arts and mm -hmm. what you see on Pinterest that you like um, and allowing students to <laughs> share how the arts and just by what they see that they may not classify as fine art, but is in fact part of discussions that can lead to other things and connect to other things. Mm -hmm. So suppose there's uh, some perhaps art majors, uh, undergraduate or you know, any high schoolers out there that, that like art. What, uh, regarding graduate school, what are some little bits of advice or anything like that that you would uh, that you'd give to anyone who's about to go into that or is thinking about going into graduate school? What, what have you learned from just that process? Not necessarily the content, not necessarily the art, but just the graduate school experience. Um, I would say, you know, even though 
for most people doing some form of graduate work. So your MFA is the terminal degree for um, someone like me who did painting. But in a lot of ways, it's not your pinnacle moment as a human who is being creative. <laughs> and um, I would say just keep that in mind going into a program that, you know, even when you finish, that that is a stepping stone and hopefully it makes you more flexible and not puts you into kind of a rigid way of thinking. Okay. Well, what's next for you uh, as, as an artist, as a, as a professional? Uh, where do you hope or plan that your artistic ability takes you here in the near future? Uh, one of my big life goals, I love birds, and um, I'd like to have a show in Ithaca at Cornell University, which has uh, the leading ornithology or the study of birds um, program really anywhere in the world. So I have a long-term goal of doing that. I think just uh, continuing to learn and um, letting the work em emerge in a more uh, organic way, because uh, in some ways the school structure is confining in, in that, you know, you have assignments, you know that you're going to have to show your work. So now I do feel um, a burden lifted that I can explore and discover and kind of let things emerge as they go. So that's one goal, but I guess just um, Jed Jackson, a great professor at University of Memphis, really encouraged us the whole time we're there just to keep a love for art and enjoying it and just keep creating, keep painting and see what opportunities come from that. Okay. Well, the exhibit is called Together Life and it's running here at the Bullard Clayton Arts Building uh, from today, October 4th through November 16th. So hurry up and make your way to Henderson to see it while you can. Uh, that will do it for today. General and Krulish, thank you for joining us. Uh, and thank you to our listeners for making us part of your day, and be sure to stay tuned for our next episode of FH Uniquely.